today we're going to be covering a few things when it comes to inflation. We're going to be discussing exactly what it is, how it's measured, the causes of inflation, and we'll talk a little bit on uh, how it might affect your market investments, things you might want to be considering when it comes to a high inflation environment, how it might affect your wallet, so with the money that you have that maybe is not invested, and then looking ahead, what we might anticipate moving forward with inflation, sort of things you might want to be thinking about and mindful of when planning for your fiscal year 2022 and beyond. So with that, let's go ahead and jump in. You are probably hearing the term inflation a lot in the news. I have CNBC on my TV all day, and so it's consistently inflation, inflation, inflation. What is it? What inflation is, is it is simply the decline of the purchasing power of a given currency, in this case, the US dollar, over time. And it has a lot of different forces that play behind it. Why is this happening? We're going to talk a little bit about the various types of inflation that you see, and specifically the types of inflation that we are undergoing currently. What happens is, as the dollar loses its perceived value, prices rise, and that dollar buys us fewer goods and services. This loss of purchasing power impacts the general cost of living for the public. So our items that we purchase might get more expensive over time as we lose this perceived value. So simple definition of inflation right there. Now, how do we measure inflation? Well, the measurement of inflation, deducing whether or not it is occurring and at what rate is completely measured by a little something called the Consumer Price Index or the CPI. And what the Consumer Price Index is, is it is a metric that is used to determine the average cost of goods and services of the average American. So what it is, is basically the CPI is a measurement of over 80,000 different ancillary services and goods that the average American might spend money on. And we track how much that basket of goods costs. And as it rises, that determines the percentage of inflation we might be seeing in today's economy. So you might be thinking, okay, well, what kind of things are, are subject to inflation or what kind of things are included in this consumer price index, in this basket of goods? Well, housing. Housing is a big component as housing prices rise, rental property, um, real estate, your mortgage, you know, how much your, your home is valued at. As that rises, that would go into a measurement of the consumer price index. Uh, the cost of apparel, transportation costs, right? So anywhere from planes to gasoline to cars, education and communication as those prices rise. Other goods and services, your haircuts, your uh, and personal care, medical care, recreation, food and beverage. Again, there. This is a. These are the eight major groups. But remember that within these groups, we have over eighty thousand different things. And so, when we're thinking about inflation, and when you hear news on today's, you know, in today's news cycle that we're seeing inflation, you might have actual examples of this in your day to day. For example. We know that oil prices have gone up, right? That goes into transportation. That is a part of the inflation measurement that we're seeing today. 
Right now, inflation is over 6% year over year. So that is something that we're seeing. Again, oil would be one of those. We know that the housing market is doing well, right? So housing inflation is real. Prices are going up. Um, certain apparel, right? There's supply chain issues, which is driving prices higher in uh, anywhere from, from transportation, right? Semiconductors, those prices are going up because we have supply chain issues, which affects the price of cars. We know that used car prices went up dramatically last year because everybody wanted a car during the pandemic that maybe didn't have one. So there are a lot of different things at play here that go into exactly what inflation, uh, how it's measured and how prices in general might be going up. Now, there is another type of, of inflation that is in play. And this is something that you probably have seen and experienced over time. And I'm not necessarily talking about in the past year, but in the past 10 years or 15 years, it's called shadow inflation. Yes, it sounds very scary, shadow inflation. But what it is, is it is, there's a few different types. It's ways that inflation might not be measured by the consumer price index, but it's ways that you might see it over time. One example is shrinkflation. The same cost for fewer goods. For example, the price of your cereal might still be $4.50. However, you might notice that the box is getting a little bit smaller. I had not bought grape nuts. I love grape nuts, by the way. Fun fact about Elena. It sounds boring, but they're delicious. Um, I hadn't bought grape nuts in about 10 years. And I was walking through the grocery store about three months ago. And I went to buy a box. And it was like half the size that I had remembered from the last time that I had bought it. And I said, well, this isn't a bad price, but geez, this is a really small box of cereal. And so things are getting narrower. They're getting shorter. They're getting, um, you know, they're getting a little bit smaller. And so that might be something that you have noticed in your experience, either in present day in the past six months or over the past decade as retailers and producers try to get more clever to figure out how to lower their costs and increase prices without overtly increasing the price of a box of something. Another form of inflation is something that we call, or shadow inflation is something that we call skimpflation. It's the same cost for a lower quality good or a lower quality experience. So maybe your phone costs the same, but you notice that the material that the back of the phone is made out of is now more plasticky than metal, for example. Okay, so we have skimpflation there and the reduction of the quality of goods being put into an item. Or we might have a car that is made with certain, you know, it has fewer features, but it's the same price than it was a year ago. And if you want to buy that same model of car with those same features, it's going to cost you a little bit more. Now, let's say another great example of skimpflation, you might be experiencing this now, is you might walk into a restaurant and the prices of the, at the restaurant are the same, but there's fewer servers in the restaurant. It's kind of getting hard to get my drink order. And, you know, where are, you know, where, where did my waitress go? Or where did my waiter go? Where did my server go? we are seeing a decrease in quality in service, in the service sector. 
And part of that is it's very hard to hire people right now. Yes. But that's also a form of skimflation, charging the same value without not necessarily charging the same cost without necessarily getting the same value in an experience. We're seeing longer customer service queues when you might call an institution and you need help with something. Maybe you're trying to dial your um, your your Verizon or your Comcast and you're trying to um, figure out, you know, why is my cable so expensive? <laughs> And it's the customer service hold time is astronomically longer than you previously remembered. Well, it's because they're short staffed. It's because we're seeing a little bit of that skimflation, the lower quality experience at the same cost. And so those are things that can't be quantified by the consumer price index, but they're things that we kind of pick up on and we kind of notice. And it's a way that we can see this kind of type of inflation sort of creeping into our daily lives. And so it is important to qualify consumer price index measurements because they can't measure everything. They can't measure how the box of cereal has shrunk. They can't measure the fact that you have only three uh, servers on duty at your local restaurant as opposed to uh, you know, your usual six or seven. So these types of things are kind of hard to quantify. And then of course the consumer price index, you have to remember that it's based off of your average urban consumer in urban areas. So if you live in a region of the country where you aren't necessarily buying the same basket of goods or your cost of living has not dramatically changed the same way that this CPI has changed in urban areas, you might not be as impacted by inflation as what this is measuring, or you might be impacted in other ways that the CPI does not measure. This also uh, estimates the average consumer. So if you, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily take into account certain diverse demographics. So you might have different spending habits or you might be in a demographic that has different spending habits than maybe the CPI measures. So there are definitely some qualifiers there that we need to put out there. Um, the CPI is not perfect. It is not a perfect measurement. And so, um, there are regional consumer price indexes that you can research depending on who you are, where you live, how you spend, uh, that can be more uh, accurate or more tailored to your specific geography. So very important to, to annotate when it comes to talking about the consumer price index. It is a basket of goods that your average American urban consumer might be consuming in a given period of time. Now, how does this happen? Why are our prices rising? Why is our oil prices rising? Why are my uh, car costs rising? Well, there are a couple different types of, uh, of, um, of causes of inflation that are important to, uh, to discuss. One of them is demand pull inflation. That's when demand for a good or a service exceeds production capacity, like the exclusive sneakers that I bought off of my sneaker app, my Nikes, I bought them at 140 and now they're worth 200 because they sold out right away and everybody wants them, right? That's a great example of demand pull inflation. The prices are going up. Then there's cost push inflation. When production costs increase, prices increase. So great example, love this. You're going to go buy a set of balloons for your friend's birthday. You're going out to dinner. 
you want to embarrass them, you know, they have the big gold numbers, whatever you're getting. And um, you go to purchase those balloons and the balloons used to be $5 and now they're 10. Well, it's not because the cost of the balloons went up, it's because helium tanks are now more expensive and helium tanks go into that. So they had to raise the prices of the final finished product. So that is a great example uh, of, of some of that inflation that we're seeing today. Again, semiconductors, we have a chip shortage. So when the cost of semiconductors goes up, then the price of your new iPhone goes up too. Okay, so cost push is something that we see today. And then there's something called built-in inflation. And guess what we're seeing this too? When prices rise, wages rise in order to maintain living costs. And when wages rise, prices rise again. We have, and we have been elevating the, the um, uh, minimum wage in several uh, different regions of the US. And as a result of wages rising, then companies charge more for a product and there's inflation in the economy because they want to make the same margins that they previously made. And human capital is very expensive, mm -hmm, right? That's a very big part of their, of their uh, budget is paying employee wages. And so that's important to also think about when it comes to inflation, that prices that, that makes inflation go higher in our economy. So a great example that we saw during the pandemic, for example, of demand, uh, demand uh, inflation, is our demand pull inflation is paper towels or toilet paper, right? We saw all of a sudden in March of 2020, we saw a huge push for demand in paper products because apparently, you know, you can't, you know, you need paper products during a pandemic. And so everybody went and bought all of the paper products and all of a sudden you could find them being resold for triple or quadruple the value because uh, it was a huge commodity that everybody wanted. And that drove prices higher. When somebody demands something and we have scarcity, it drives prices up because we know that people are willing to pay more because they really want that item and because it's hard to get. So it becomes more expensive. And so as a result of that, we saw an increase in paper product costs that was temporary. And then it came down at a later point in time. And so that was a huge uh, component of demand pull inflation. And you can probably think of other forms of demand pull inflation, like people wanting to buy used cars. The price of used cars went up because all of a sudden everybody wanted one because we needed to go on road trips because nobody was getting on a plane. Demand pull deflation. Conversely, nobody wanted to get on a plane, right? So the price of plane tickets during the pandemic was practically nothing. And so we saw deflation in things like plane tickets and in transportation sector in 2020 because nobody was spending money there. And so prices dropped dramatically for the few people who were getting on planes. So we technically saw deflation in that part of the economy during 2020. And then when we look at 2021 inflation in the transportation sector, well, guess what? Yes, there was a 6% increase in costs because there was a decrease in 2020. So when measuring that, yes, prices are going to be higher in that sector of the economy, uh, just as a result of that demand pull inflation and deflation occurring the year previous. So that is also something that's important to note. So that's one type demand pull. And then another example of cost push is again, when your uh, the price of producing something goes up, 
then that price gets pushed onto the consumer and we see inflation. Uh, For example, back in 05, Hurricane Katrina, it destroyed a lot of oil refineries in the the South. As a result of that, that cost got passed on to the consumer and gas prices went up as a result. We saw prices go up when we had that giant freight tanker uh, clogging the canal in the Middle East last year, and it took weeks to turn it around and get it out. Um, All of these things can cause inflation because all of a sudden prices of production go up and that price gets passed on to the consumer. So cost push inflation, it is simply when the costs of production get um, by a company get passed on to the consumer and then they end up paying for that. Looking ahead, we do believe that this is going to level out over time in terms of inflation. The supply chain will take some time to level out, right? We know that there are some supply chain issues going on in today's economy. Uh, globally, very much at a global level. And part of that is pandemic related, part of it is workforce related. Um, And so it will take some time to level that out. And so as a result, there is some patience, but we do believe that eventually some of the supply chain issues that we've seen will relax over time, very optimistic about that. Um, We do know that energy, housing and vehicle costs have led the inflation charge. So if you're somebody who isn't spending a lot on a new vehicle or on your housing or on energy, you might not have been impacted by inflation the way that the consumer price index is currently measuring. So it is important to kind of keep that in perspective. Thanks everybody. Hope you have a great rest of your day. That's gonna do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, We'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial.